Oh, okay. Uh, question, serious question, health-wise, and then we can get on with the show. Uh, green tea. What's the risk of if you didn't refrigerate it for a night? No risk. Zero. Zero, Zero risk. Because it says keep refrigerated. <laughs> no, that's horseshit. Are you sure? <laughs> totally sure. Yeah, I think okay. it's just fine. Yeah, unless there's like chicken in it or something. There might be chicken in it. <laughs> it might be is that like, chicken is it like, green is tea it like, the kids love. Is it, is it like Lipton's overly sh- sweetened green tea? It's not Lipton's overly sweetened green tea, but it is Gold Peak green tea, oh. which is pretty sweetened. It's got uh, it's got twenty three grams of sugars in this. Jesus, not in a, it's not a tiny bottle. It's a big bottle. It's a sixty ounce bottle. Well, is it is is how much is the serving in that bottle? How many uh, servings? How many servings are in that bottle? Servings per container five. Oh, okay, really big. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so that thing has a hundred. 20 grams of sugar total. Woohoo! That's how no, those very that, sugary. That's, that's how that's how servings work. <laughs> <laughs> but it is made with real sugar. Oh my god, that's a lot of sugar. Um uh, no, it's not going to go bad. Yeah, man. with that much sugar in it, it's going to be fine for a while. <laughs> no, seriously, it's good. I mean, the next thing that's going to happen is it's going to turn to vinegar. Yeah. And Ooh. Now it's going to take a couple days at, at the minimum. Okay. Cuz I, I think- it's, I left this I big mean, old this, thing that's out. Why they, the, that's why they say the same thing with fruit juice is because <laughs> it turns, it turns into wine. Yeah. The, well, the sugar, the, the the yeasts inside start eating the sugar. Yeast from the air mm-hmm. gets into it, and the sugar starts eating it, and then it ferments and becomes alcohol. So do you think when Jesus turned water into wine, do you think it was just like fucking grape juice that he left out for a couple days? Yeah. That's probably Got what it some, was, like, right? some like beard yeast in it. Yeah, but, yeah, he's just dripping his beard yeast into the fucking grape juice all day. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> probably it. That's that's probably what it was. That seems seems likely. He seems like a yeasty, bearded kind of guy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know what else and has a yeasty where, beard? And that's where sourdough came from. <laughs> Damn it, Matt! I tried to start the show. I know, and I was I had my sourdough joke, and <laughs> gotta get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking over. <laughs> Fuck, you're starting the show. It's time for my sourdough joke. You know what else had a sourdough joke? The what? Savage Who? Land. Oh. oh. What am I supposed to say? The Savage Land. Oh, the Savage Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you start the show. <coughs> no, to, in, in her so, defense, I did say it as well. You did. You'd, yeah. Well, I pointed so. at Liz right after you asked the question. I pointed at Liz, and she looked at me like, "What's happening right now?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> I missed it. Oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> the truth comes out. She's never listened to an episode. <laughs> How long before the hate that we hold leads us to another Holocaust? So we so deep in it that we can't in it stop. Hold ever call it off. It's too clear, nuclear, too near, and the holders of the Molotov said the revolution's right here, right now, and they calling off. Throw a double finger with a fist, tear it the abyss. I will be a tour guide. It is wartime. Check your wrist. Ready, kids? Over to your right, shine a light. Got a baby ready for the fight. I just wanna live. I don't wanna ever have to load a clip. Only hunt bliss. I ain't still a kid in my heart, but these motherfuckers. Oh, all you Savage Land Kateers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Savage Land, and that's how we're coming back in. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I, like how, I, like how, I like how there's the K in there. Savage Land <laughs> Tears, <laughs> yeah. making it work. <laughs> no, it's a good name. That's it's gonna be a shirt. There's gonna be a hyphen in there somewhere. 
That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, welcome, welcome back. It's been a, like, what, four-week hiatus or some shit like that? Yeah, we took a month off, did the holidays. Yeah. The longest, the longest break we've done in, in 900 episodes. I don't know how many episodes. How many episodes have we done? Um, <coughs> yep. 900 <laughs> episodes. It's our first break in 900 episodes. So, mm. thanks to all of our loyal 900 episode listeners. Um... Yeah, how how's welcome back from the holidays? I'm Jason. Yep, I'm Matt, and we have a special guest tonight. Mm-hmm. A special guest. I'm Liz. <laughs> you're my favorite. So you're my favorite part of this is Liz and I are recording, and Liz is definitely acting out like she's in front of a crowd. <laughs> she's acting out like what? <laughs> my arms are just gonna do it. She's doing it. I'm with emphasizing. Her arm. You guys can't see, but there's a lot of emphasis. <laughs> I, I do that a lot too. It's okay. Today's special guest is brought to you by my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because sister. Yep. Oh, sister. That's how that works. Yep. Uh, see, now, Liz, I may or may not have joked about you on multiple times, but. Well, we've proven my- that she doesn't listen to the podcast. We no. have proven that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that'll be in the show. I mean, maybe we could just cut it into the show. Why not? Um,. But uh, in my defense, it was vaguely about Matt's sister, so it could have been about your other sister. It could have been the other. I'm just going to take it as it was the other one. So that's probably cool. good. In all honesty, it's, it's it's like when um when when they have uh they have five people line up to a to the firing squad, but only and one of them gets a blank, but nobody knows who has the blank. So everybody can blame it. They could. They can go home with this knowledge, knowing that they didn't shoot it, even if they did, because they can convince themselves that they had the blank bullet. Mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And when they and when they do lethal injections, they do. Um, there's two plungers. And there's two uh, injectors. One of one of the injectors has the the, the poison in it. One doesn't. Uh, and they both put it into two plungers, and then those two um, the two tubes go behind a wall. And you don't know how they're mixed up behind the wall, and then they both come back out and into the pa- into the uh, the you know the person being 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 killed. So then both doctors can say, "Oh, mine didn't have the poison in it." Huh. Yep. That's really interesting. Or if you're like a really uh, sadistic doctor or something like that, you can go home every night going, "Mine had the poison in it." That yeah. was all me. That was me. I hundred <laughs> percent me. Hundred person kill streak. <laughs> on a roll. <laughs> I'm on a roll. Haven't been killed yet. Time Katie to call Ratio in the helicopters. The charts. Uh, Time to call in the helicopters. <laughs> I get it. It's a video game joke. Yep. Because that's what we were doing there. Um. Well, shit. I mean, we got we got. Should we should we catch up? What should we? I don't know. We got a. It's a it's a special guest episode. I don't know how to do this. What's our format? What do we do? Do we catch up or do we just not? Yeah, we do some catch up. Definitely oh, catch shit. up. Yeah, I'm yeah. here to hang, man. You, you got you wait. got some bottles. Yeah, you got some ketchup. In, you got some ketchup in your bottle. Oh, you got some cool. pouches. Sure. <laughs> You're part of it. <laughs> 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 no, nah, Matt and I were just gonna catch up and make you uh make you listen. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, just sit there, Liz. Don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> you gave me this giant microphone. <laughs> uh, no, you want to start or you want us to go first? Oh, you guys go first. Okay. Uh, Jason, right. what you what you got? In a, in oh, a nutshell, let, 
let's I know let's let's keep it to a nutshell because I think we've we've got about a month worth of catch up to go yeah, over. I I normally over catch up it anyway, so I'm gonna really have to tone it down. Um, especially because like my reading amount went off the charts when I took two weeks off to come up to Utah, and we didn't even record a single episode while I was up there. Just just gonna put that on record. I know you were grumpy about that, but not for lack of trying. Some people um, were busy. Some people were busy, and 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 or out of the country. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So while while we weren't recording episodes, I uh, spent a lot of time reading comics, um, which was nice because yeah, it was like a two week break. Uh, shit, what the fuck did I read? Um, here's a here's a here's a great anecdote. Sorry, just before you dive in, do it. So on New Year's, Jason and I were the last two standing. <laughs> <laughs> mostly more like sitting and the and our yeah, conversation sitting. our conversation literally devolved to man comics are so cool <laughs> <laughs> they are they, they are cool dude comics are the best <laughs> you're right man yeah yeah <laughs> it literally did we were just, <laughs> so awesome. we were just sitting on the couch exhausted from partying both were were uh quite quite uh quite influenced uh yeah <laughs> yeah i drank more whiskey that night than i have in the past like six months i've i've never seen you that wasted <laughs> me either <laughs> and i've been to two of your new year's parties before yeah that was a good one that was a way good the books yep. anyway sorry go ahead catch up oh you're fine dude no that and and i will say that was a good <laughs> new year's party i mean that that's that was that was one for the books woman you know top notch <laughs> top it really was top notch um <laughs> Uh yeah so let's see okay I read volume two of Paper Girls, mm-hmm. um had I had I already read volume one last we were on the show I don't know I don't remember well I'm up to the end of volume two of Paper Girls um, great job yay every okay, every single issue ends with the story taking a completely different direction oh that's it's, fun so so I have only on uh I've only read issues one and two so easy tiger yeah i only read the first volumes hey i won't i won't spoil it it's just like (laughs) it's it's got a pattern you know in the first volume it's it's very clear as well like by the end of every single issue it's going from one like science fiction theme to a completely different science fiction theme you know like in the first volume (laughs) there's all sorts of like it goes from uh, i can't even get into specifics because matt's only read two issues yeah but yeah, it's just it's just it's it's great that like every basically every twenty pages in this story, it goes a completely different direction. Like that's that's so cool, and it's it's crazy that they're, they've been able to keep that up over the course of now I don't know what twelve issues or something. I've um, got I've got volume one and two, but I've I I have chosen not to read them. I feel like I have to have like special mat time to sit down and read them because I think I'm going to really really get into it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you'll dig a lot. Um. And I will say, like Cliff Chang and uh, Cliff Chang and Matt Wilson, their their combination of of line art and colors is just just damn gorgeous. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, and I mean we'll we'll probably talk about that book a lot more uh, when we do the the whatever awards we call it the savvies or the the potties or the <laughs> the 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 whatevers the Landos the Landos <laughs> the um, Landos. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that shit was real fucking good. Uh let's see. Fuck, now I'm blanking on what the hell I read. Um 
Oh, uh, Trinity, DC's book uh, by Francis Manipal, which was... It's basically it's a new it's a new rebirth book uh that stars Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh oh, weird. written yeah, weird, right? Um uh but it's it's written and drawn by Francis Manipal, who is one of my favorite artists. Uh like just gorgeous stuff. He he does like this mixed medium thing where he does his line art and uh most of his base colors on his Surface Pro. And then prints out the pages and finishes coloring them with, like, watercolors and, um, you know, like, splotches and, like, oil and all this stuff. And so it's it's cool because there's a foundation of digital coloring, but then the the sort of traditional medium colors on top of it. Like, this really awesome blend. Hmm. Um, and he's just a great storyteller anyway. And it's, like, a really... It's a really heartfelt story about each of the characters. Like... Um, I don't know. It delves a lot into like their psyches and and there's a lot about like Superman and his dad and and their sort of relationship and it's like it like it, it almost made me cry at one point but um really fucking good book. Uh highly recommend two thumbs in the stars um up and I also did a bunch of saga reading and that book is pissing me off. Why? Dude, it's like uh, it's okay it's the same thing tom king did with oh and i finished the vision finally that was incredible uh it's the same thing tom king does with the vision where there will be this fucking caption you know in saga the narrator is their daughter uh hazel hazel right yeah mm-hmm. okay uh she like her daughter their daughter's narrating the book much like in the vision there's scarlet witch and uh agatha narrating the book um yeah. and it, there'll be all these issues that are sometimes like at the end of a story arc. So at the end of the freaking trade that have this like super ominous, like foreboding teasing caption. And it's infuriating. Like at the end of the first issue of the vision, when it's like, it's a shame. One of the vision family is going to burn these people's house down. Like what? Come on. Like, you, oh, it, you can't do that to me. I, I get too upset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, at the end of, and and people will probably know what I'm talking about, but at the end of, I think it was volume three of Saga, uh, there's a caption like that from Hazel uh, around the time that they've like found a planet to be on and Alana is like doing her stage acting thing or whatever. I'm not going to spoil oh, too much yeah. of it, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what caption I'm talking about, Liz? Um, I know, I know what you're talking the, about. There's like the dance instructor thing has been going on and there's this one little caption where Hazel's like... This uh anyway. You can Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. I'm trying to come I don't, I don't recall remember the exact, exact words, thing. but yeah. It's just it's, a, it's I this, can come up with those. It's a heartbreaking teaser and <laughs> it made me yell and almost throw the book across the room. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was hanging out with my friends. They were playing like Shadow the Hedgehog or one of those shitty Sonic games because for some reason that's the trend right now is to like get old Sonic games and play them because they're so shitty. Are you dying, Matt? Yeah, I'm dying a little bit. I'm going to go grab a cough drop. You guys keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Taking over from Matt. Okay, cool. It's uh it's a big shoes to fill. Um but no, it, 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 like I was just sitting there we were like playing games or whatever or they were playing games and I was just sitting in the corner reading this book cuz I couldn't put it down. And I get to the last page of the damn book and it just like this little fucking caption just says like one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever read in fiction. And I I did scream I like not scream but like yell it was very manly 
Of course. Uh, yeah. 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 Because I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a man. I got all was sorts it, of it, hair all over my chest. <clears throat> was it like? <laughs> yeah. No. It was like it was like um, Sean Connery and Zardoz. It was one of those kind of screams. <laughs> Here's a tip. When you yell into the microphone, move the microphone away so it doesn't peek the crap out when you do it. Oh, I know. I learned that lesson. Uh, I think it was one time I was like, I'd screamed at Chase for something on the other podcast, and then I looked at my levels. Uh, so, yeah, I started looking away. and then, But then it's like it gets too quiet, and it loses all of its... It's Anyway, that's all other stuff. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's me. That's Saga. But, yeah, I... I yelled. Saga pissed me off, but also I love it. Uh, it's so Paper good. Girls. I mean, how can you not? Yeah, yeah. it's my little. Oh, oh yeah. Oh t- God, yes, so much. And that's her and Francis Manipal are are like they're the same type of artist, if that makes sense. Um, sure. They do all of their, you know, every like pretty much everything is digital, and they do it all. They don't have a colorist or an inker or anything like that, and they they color in a very similar way and so there's a lot of like the same sort of emotional uh storytelling there mm-hmm. um so anyway I, like i love both of them for the same reason um and yeah i mean like i i've read all sorts of shit like that i've been going crazy strong on the dc rebirth uh i'll give some quick hits tom king's batman is great um uh rebirth superman is phenomenal and i'm trying to think oh um ad after death by jeff lemire and scott snyder i haven't heard of that yeah so it's it's a new book they're doing from image it's this crazy oversized book it's like it's it's i think they're like 60 pages per issue or something like that um and it's like a mixture of prose and comics in this really cool way and like it's it's all jeff lemire's art with like watercolors and all this stuff and it's like oh nice printed on like canvas paper um and so it's, it's a really freaking cool book uh but yeah it's 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 like scott snyder and jeff lemire doing what they both do most naturally it feels like because like scott snyder's definitely much more of a prose writer than he is a comics writer like he's very verbose and lengthy kind of like alan moore you know where there's just like all of this he just throws out so many words on the page that sometimes you feel like he should just be writing a novel instead does that make Mm -hmm. sense Mm mm-hmm yeah totally um and so but then it's like that fused with jeff lemire's art so it's it's almost like a children's book but it's definitely not a children's book (laughs) in terms of theme um and so yeah like it's 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 like all of his best like creepy horror and stuff like that with jeff lemire's like emotional evocative but also very creepy artwork and like i don't know it's really cool so there's two issues of that out now which is over 100 pages already over the course of two issues um I think it's going to be like four issues total, uh, and then they're going to release like a, a hardcover trade of it. But um, so far, it's really good, and I've I've really dug it. Uh, and then All Star Batman is great, except for the fact that John Romita Jr. is doing the art, and I freaking I can't stand John Romita Jr. I know that you're a big Spider Man fan, Matt, mm-hmm. and so JRJR is probably like in your uh, uh, Mount Rushmore of comic book artists or something like that. But I cannot stand his art. Um. I don't know. Let's see. Which run did he? Which run did he draw? Uh, he's drawn for, I know he's drawn him for a while, but he he. I think he did like after McFarlane, and so he did like he did one of the Frank Miller Daredevils, the one where he's in the black like sweats and shit with the thing. Mm. He just he look up John Romita Jr. art. Like he does. Like he has this weird thing going on with his jaw lines, and everybody looks kind of puffy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm and, right. 
Yeah, it's not my favorite. I, I know what you're talking about. And I know, yes, a lot of that stuff was from my era of Spider-Man. But, you know, his art's not my favorite. It's like it's like a weird, like, cartoonish. Like, it's it's like a bad Jim Lee is what it looks like to me. Because hmm. he did he did do a good chunk of the Spider-Man run with when uh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski was doing it. Oh, gross. Then I, so I know how we talked about I should read that run or whatever. We've said that before, but knowing that John Romita Jr. is doing the art, I probably won't read it. Ugh, it's the best. It's like one of the best Spider-Man runs, though. <clears throat> I know you say that. I know you do, but it's, it's I can't, I, like, I'm already reading enough of it in All-Star Batman, and I, I despise it. Like, I, 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 there was a Jeff Johns run on Superman that I didn't read because John Romita Jr. was doing the art. That's well, how I had, I had that problem with Animal Man. That's true. Uh, I, actually, I remember I, that. I can't. I can't remember who did the art for Animal Man, but I did not like it. Hmm. it yeah, like, you. We. I think we. We did talk about that book on the show, right? Yeah. 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 That's why I brought That's it up. Right. Um. Come on, man. Yeah, it's been I'm, a month, not like four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but like we were. We whenever we talked about that book was like that. That must have been like a year ago. Uh, it's probably more. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, but not to disparage him. People love John Romita Jr. Just not my taste. So I don't mean I don't mean to say like, oh, he's just a bad artist or whatever. It's just definitely not my flavor. Um and so that's kind of like pulling me out of All Star Batman a little bit, but the story's really awesome and it's like Scott Snyder doing this full blown Mad Max meets Batman story. So hmm. it's crazy awesome and, and extreme nineties but in a good way. Hmm. So anyway, that's my catch up. I'm done. I'll stop. <clears throat> Wow, that was oh. rem- remarkably brief. <laughs> and I watched Aliens, and it was all right. Or Alien, and it was all right. Quote, unquote. It was all right. Quote, unquote, watched it. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I do need to give it a second watch, because I was moving and unpacking and, and all this stuff, so I wasn't giving it my full attention. Mm. There's some backstory. Is I've been trying to get Jason to watch Alien for the past the whole time that we've been doing the podcast oh what well that was your first time seeing it and you were packing and he didn't pay attention to it oh <laughs> yeah well hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <Sounds so> remote. <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna try and like you know defend that that was the proper way to watch it or anything because i know if i'm watching something for the first time especially after friends recommend it so much i should probably give it my full attention but it was like just makes, your friends, just makes your friends feel real good about it when you do. It was just okay. It was the choice between. <laughs> it was the choice between either because we. I was like, "What should I watch tonight, guys?" Um, oh, by the way, I. I well, you so didn't I. Say, he, you didn't say what should I watch while I'm packing. Then we would have said, <laughs> "I don't know, something oh, dumb." <laughs> Not it, the one movie we've been trying to get you to watch for the past year and a half. <laughs> I, yeah, I should have mentioned that. But because you guys were both so adamant about me watching Alien that night, I was like, all right, I'll watch it. But I also definitely need to get some unpacking done so that I have clothes to wear in the morning when I go to work and Mm. shit like that. Mm -hmm. Important, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty important to show up to work with clothes on. Um, Yeah. The time that I tried not to, it was it was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> they usually don't like that very much. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't respond well, which is weird. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I yeah, I should have put on like Social Network or something that I've seen a thousand times. Um, but anyway, 
So I'll I'll give Alien another go, and we'll revisit it on the show, and and I'll 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 give a revised review. Although mm. it's a double edged sword, though, Matt. Because what if I hate it? What if what? Well, what if I what if I watch it, it again? That's true. What if I well, but what if I watch it again and I'm like paying super close attention, and then get it, come out of it, and I'm like that movie sucks. I I doubt it. <laughs> I I also doubt that would be like I doubt that would happen. Mind boggling. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> just because I mean, it's a just because it's such a good movie. There are people who don't like Star Wars. That's true, or who haven't yeah. seen it and just don't care to. I have a friend who just hasn't seen them. It's like is, is that just why? Don't you hate that? Yeah, and it's like they just do it to spite you because you get so upset about it. I know. <laughs> it's like Jason and I do it that to each other all the time. <laughs> Yeah, we really do. <laughs> it's it's the worst feeling ever, though. Like especially with Star Wars or something of that sort, where it's like, how the hell have you made it through your life and not seen Star Wars? Like, yeah, that just does, it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's I mean I know that's like in a weird way like that's like this elitist thing I guess. But uh, come on, <laughs> like, it's like not I mean, at all. Yeah, come on, guys, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's coming up on like a fifty year old franchise, yeah, and it changed cinema forever, and it's like one of the most enduring and consistently beloved uh, like ideas. You know, outside of Superman and Batman, there's not many modern American stories that have been as uh, pervasive and enduring as freaking Star Wars has. Like, it's I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tarzan. Is that American? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, but and even then, like, people don't <clears throat> give a shit about Tarzan anymore. People totally give a shit about Tarzan. Dude, there's a new Tarzan movie every, like, three years. Yeah, nobody yeah. sees them. Uh, look at what Someone's... the last one... The last one had such an amazing cast, and it still bombed. Did it bomb pretty hard? I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll pull up the uh, BOM right now, the box office mojo. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, like, that is going to be the coolest movie ever, and then I, I haven't seen it, so. Exactly, because people don't care about freaking Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, I got a pretty poor review, but that doesn't mean it, with it that it financially bombed. I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. Cause, Maybe like, it did well in Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah, the budget was... I'm sure it was huge. $180 million, Oof. and the total gross so far is $126 million. Oh, ouch. <laughs> and it's, like, nearing the end of its run, too. Yeah, opening weekend was thirty-eight million. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty hurts. bad. That's pretty bad. But nonetheless, man, they've put they've literally. If you look up Tarzan on IMDb, it's just a uh, every every X amount of years they put out a Tarzan movie. So the yeah, th- the point, but that's the point, not the point, enduring to me. That like that doesn't. That's not really enduring. That's just surviving. Maybe this time it'll work. Maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost like that girl who or that guy who keeps getting in an abusive relationship, and it's just like mm. no, this time I can save him, yeah. I can change him, I can fix him. Um, we got to break up with Tarzan. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> or just read either the that, book or we got to do a gritty reboot. Well, that's that's the problem though. Like, tr- I'd say go back and read the book, but the book's like super racist and sexist, so <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably don't uh, go back and read the book then. Just stick to like the Brendan Fraser version and just watch George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. There you go. <laughs> It'll always See, be golden in my mind. <laughs> I I like George of the Jungle, but I cannot stand Brendan Fraser's face. <laughs> I just have a real problem with it. I don't know why. It's not 
nothing against you personally, Brendan Fraser. You might be a good person. I don't know, but I know you're an avid listener of this show, so I'll apologize to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's just something about his face and his person and his weird mouth. I just don't don't like it. <clears throat> I like Brendan Fraser. I really liked him in that movie from when I was a kid. Well, that's because Brendan Fraser is in every movie that is like targeted specifically at you. It wasn't the Mummy. It was every movie about like an explorer that loves the outdoors is Brendan Fraser, and so it's just like say like punchy one-liners. Yeah, that's like that's just Matt's that's Matt's bread and butter right there. Of course, he loves Brendan Fraser. Love those punchy one-liners. No, man, it wasn't. It was. Hold on, I'm actually going back and trying to figure out which movie it was that I loved. Brendan Encino Man. Oh, Encino Man was great. Encino Man. I saw that. Him and uh, the weasel, uh, Polly Shore. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) That's what he did, right? That was the Polly Shore's gig. That was just incredible, though. That was great. Airheads. Remember Airheads? It was was Brendan Fraser. Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi oh as as rockers. What a cast! What? No. Yep. I no, can't I believe I. Chris Far- yeah, I can't believe I. Chris, Far- Chris Farley's in it. Yep. What the fuck? Airheads, dude. That's bad. Which Chris Farley was in it? The Chris Farley. Well, what I mean is, like, was it like crazy coked out Chris Farley, or was it like? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is very close to the end, Chris Farley. Mm. He was really he was he was he was careening out of control on that one, huh? Yeah, definitely. That's an entertaining Chris Farley. Tragic but entertaining. Um I guess then it was George of the Jungle and then he did uh, the mummy. Mm-hmm. What's he up to these days? I heard a bunch of sad stuff's happening to him. He was all Brendan over Brendan Fraser? Imager. Yeah, he was all over Imager the other day. People trying to like remember Brendan Fraser. He's got a hard thing going in his life. He's got Aww. I don't know, who knows what. Huh. He was in a he was in a movie with Harrison Ford. Huh, that seems like, that seems perfectly targeted at you as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> what was it about? Don't tell me it was about, like, fucking extreme finances or some shit like that. Uh, that'd a drama, be a waste. A drama centered on the efforts of John and Aileen Crowley to find a researcher who might have a cure for their two children's rare genetic oh, disorder. Come on. Wow. <laughs> fucking, well, you get, you get well, Brendan Fraser. to be. <laughs> Yeah, like you get Brennan Fraser and Harrison Ford together, and it like it's got to be like a fucking, you know, two guys on an airplane that crashes on an island, and they have to find a specific type of coconut that's guarded by a damn gorilla dragon that will start the engine back up and get everyone to say like that's. Uh, I would watch that movie. Yeah, I would also watch that movie. There's a <laughs> like, script for you. There we go. I'll fucking write it. That just like come on, like you you can't get those two guys together and go. This is gonna be a. Heartfelt drama about disease and kids with cancer. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh-uh. Stupid. I hate those movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate kids with cancer. I'm a horrible person. You are a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, catch up. I'll go. Um, speak in the same vein of like doing things because people keep telling you to. Uh, <laughs> But putting your full full attention and, yeah. and energy forth. I read... Uh, <laughs> I know where this re- is going. I read uh, Aquaman New 52. Woohoo! Uh, but, I had, but I stopped at Throne of Atlantis crossover because I didn't have all the crossover issues. 
Yeah, it crosses over with Justice League. I'll uh, I'll work on getting those on the bookshelf for you. They they might already be there. I haven't looked, so I don't think they are. I'm pretty sure okay. they're not. But I want to keep reading it because I, I am enjoying it. Um, that's that's fun. good stuff. Was there yep. was there a highlight for you? Undersea creatures. That was a highlight for me. Yeah. Yep. Is there any uh, any like favorite characters or any uh, any what's story wise anything jump out at you? Undersea creatures. I loved the, the fact that the, <laughs> that there were undersea creatures. My favorite character was uh, an undersea creature. Undersea creature number six. Number C, <laughs> undersea creature number six was my definitely my favorite one. That guy was so cool. TK four two one. Yeah. No, I mean that's you know I don't know I'm not I, I don't think Aquaman's like my favorite character or anything, but it's kind of a fun story. I think if it gets a little too. If it, 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 I could see it getting bogged down too much in its own Atlantis mythology, and I think that might get annoying, but we'll see. I'm going to give it a go. I am giving I think, it a go. I think Throne of Atlantis may very well be the best single story in the New 52, so you're you're only treading into brighter waters. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to poke in really fast, but what I really like Do about it. the New 52 is I read. Um, I'm reading all the Wonder Woman series right now, yeah. and I like that there's so much mythology involved. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy to hear. Well, so when Aquaman. I say mythology, I'm not specifically referring to like Greek mythology. Oh, okay. But mythology in the in the realm of the comic itself. Mm. So like in like the, its own backstory. It, like in the DC universe, there's this giant mythology that they've grown about this Atlantis oh. thing, uh, and they keep referring to this idea and this concept of what Atlantis is. And now Atlantis has collapsed, and this they've got this whole big. In world mythology that I'm not into. Oh, okay, okay. And yep. you're not, Marvel's done just, the same thing with Namor before. I agree. Yes, yeah, they do the same thing. They, they 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 create this like, for example, Spider-Man has this whole Spider-Verse mythology, mm. and I hate it. It's oh. super annoying. So yeah. I do. So I I do also though really quick the Wonder Woman thing. I wholeheartedly agree with Liz. Like that that Wonder Woman run, which is actually it's a uh, art by Cliff Chang who does Paper Girls. Yeah, um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's crazy mythological, and they they finally give Wonder Woman a backstory that's not oh yeah your mom made you out of clay, but they also explain that in a way right. like so good. I yeah, and she's a really strong character, and the whole like weird keeping up with the Kardashians element of that Greek family <laughs> is awesome. Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> such a yeah, that's the perfect analogy for that. It's so great. It's just like oh, <laughs> Zeus is that weird absentee father that everybody kind of hates, but they're all like you know attached via him, and and yeah. Hera is like this crazy <laughs> abusive. Anyway, it's it's so I love good. That. It's so good. And now fucking Greg Rucka, who I also love in his new Wonder Woman run, is like trying to disavow all of that stuff, and it's annoying. But oh, come on. The stories are still there, though, so God we can... damn it, Greg. <laughs> we can all pick and choose which ones we want to believe. Yeah. Fucking Which Greg. is fun. Uh, Fucking uh, Greg. But, but so, no, the other one I read was <coughs> Max Landis's American Alien. I love it so much. <coughs> and American Alien is the best character... <coughs> God damn it. Jesus Christ, man. I know. Dying. I'm, I'm watching it happen. Um, yeah, and it's it's not Liz, even a bad. Liz is going to be the new Matt. Did we bring Liz in so that she could replace you after you coughed to death? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. This, this yeah. is my intro. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, it's one of those. This is one of those soft. 
It was one of those awkward episodes where I know it's my last episode, but I'm still trying to put my fourth, my best, even though I'm like visibly on screen bummed about it. When you're still, <laughs> oh. yeah, and you're still like contractually obligated to do this one, so you couldn't just quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we've got your repl- your replacement is literally right in front of you, staring you in the eye. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, uh, no, so American Alien, yeah. So it's the best sort of. Uh, I I don't know the right term for it. It's like character sketch or something. Um, character it, piece. It, character piece of of superman i ever and it and it turned superman it was good enough that it made superman a character whom i don't quite care for and do something that i thought was like absolutely compelling and interesting and worth digging more into and i and here's the problem you can agree or not but here's what i think it is is <clears throat> a lot of the superman out there is not that yes so uh to touch on that because superman superman is one of one of my favorite characters but a he's been around for so long and b he is such a character that his access points you know like for for whatever writers decide to handle superman their access point for superman uh could be any number of a hundred things and a good majority of those things are all missing the point. You know, if your access point to Superman is his Kryptonian origin, or if your access point to him is is his all-powerfulness, or if your access point to him is, is you know, even, like, in some ways, you know, some of the journalist stuff, like, then you're missing the point of who that character is and why he is who he is. And so, right. I mean, know, I think that's what I like so much about this is that it's like, this was Superman as a blue-blooded American. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, with all the flaws that come with that. And, totally. And his character itself is sort of his kryptonite. Instead of actually having this this literal one-weakness kryptonite and nothing else phases him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, it- how he, and how he struggles with who he is. On it, you know, and and having relationships with other people. I mean, I love that in that comic. There's he's got like a buddy, an old friend of his from back home. Yeah, Pete Ross. That he has like complicated relationships with. It's really oh. good. Yeah, and there's yeah, like there's that one issue. Uh, the cool thing about American Alien is that it's it's I think it's seven issues long. It's six. Um, six, and yeah. each each issue is basically just one little snippet from Clark Kent's life all done by different artists and all oh, about sort of cool. a different theme. Yeah, and, and the artists are all amazing, right, too. Yeah, it's super good. I mean, it's easily like... You, I, I mean, I may never read another Superman comic again and feel fine knowing that I read American Alien as a quintessential piece of Superman. It's a great entry point for the character, w- without a doubt. And it's, I mean, it's a great thing for people who love Superman and people who have never read anything about Superman, or people who even hate him. Like it's, it's. I think it's just all around a great story. No, um, I mean, that, but the, and that's it right there. It's just a really well done series. Yeah, on a character and that we all know everything about. Yeah. Exactly, and it's so there. There is the one, the one issue that really stood out to me. Even though all the issues were amazing, the one issue that really stood out was the issue that's about he and Pete Ross's relationship, mm-hmm. and basically, it's kind of that thing when he, where when he when he like shows up to hang out in Metropolis when they're yes. older. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's basically like if you had a friend that you grew up with, you know, like it's sort of just picturing the scenario like you had a friend that you grew up with and you knew all throughout childhood, and all of a sudden that friend is on TV and fighting this crazy huge monster from space and this friend you know is is invulnerable 
and can't be touched. And no matter what happens, he's always been good and nothing's ever hurt him. And then he dies. You know, like, like you know, the sort of fight with Doomsday and stuff. Like, the, all this... Just this, just this, like, thing where it's like, that's Clark. That's the guy that I always knew and stuff. But the whole world, revi- you know, reveres him as this god. And, like, he's capable of all these things. And just sort of that, that element of it of, like, that friendship, that complicated... Whatever, you know, anyway, it's... I don't know. It's fucking cool. I'm so glad you read that. No, yeah. That, I'm I'm glad I read it, too. It's... it's I it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, if If you were to read one Superman story, Liz, that would definitely be the one. Either that or All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison. Okay. I'll read them both. Yeah. Which, Matt, that's actually my, if you, the next time you decide to pick up a Superman book, that's the, that's the next assignment for you. Okay. Well, I want to read, I do want to read Red Sun just because I really want to, that sounds like a lot of fun. Red Sun's great. And actually, Grant Morrison had his fingers all, all over that one too. That was like Mark Miller's first mainstream work and he and Grant Morrison were buds. So uh, apparently Get Grant it. Morrison did a lot of ghostwriting on it. Get out of here, Grant Morrison. <laughs> Um, never and his fingerprints were all over american alien too he didn't write any of it but he like max landis's biggest influence in comics was grant morrison sure um much like gerard ways and other people yeah um what else did i what else did i do uh i got a bunch of trades so i've been reading shutter that's really good yeah shutter's great yeah so much fun so what's what's shutter about it's about like kid adventurer and uh she like she was like her dad's sidekick how would you put it yeah they were like, say sidekick. like they yeah, were... dad and daughter adventure team, team and, yeah um in this in this like world that's all like adventure world like there's weird creatures and alien or not aliens but just like weird creatures and, and people animal people and you know it's like a world built for adventure so and is it not a horror book it always for some reason i always thought it was a horror book no it's not a horror book at all Oh, cool. Mm-mm. No. Um, anyway, so she's like, you know, starts the stories like she is retired from adventuring. And she's just a like a fashion photographer or something, and and uh, you know, you try to get out, and they pull you back in. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, but it's just really well written, super fun. The art's great. I'm loving it. Yeah. But up, 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 up. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I was gonna do that yeah. too, and I didn't. <laughs> um so there's that and then i read uh the first two volumes of rat queens yeah rat queens i love rat queens i also love rat queens so there's controversy with rat queens Hmm. did you know about controversy with the art no yes i did yeah oh it's bad you told me about it yeah so the first artist what's his name rock up church yeah had uh, domestic abuse charges filed Mm -hmm. against him and he got fired and or voluntarily quit from Rat Queens. Yeah. This is all back a year ago. Then they've had a couple other artists replace, and then Rat Queens has been on hiatus for a while now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the the next issue uh, just got solicited, though, so I think it's coming out in the next couple months. Oh, thank God. Do you know who's on the art for it? Uh, I can look it up. Hold on. Keep going. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, it's, you know, you can see in the comic that the the they've got, they, there's three artists throughout, and... That's a pretty hard thing to try to do, try to come back from, especially with the comic being the content that it is. Uh-huh. You know, an all-female team who, you know, would never put up with that kind of stuff. And no, no. so, but it is yeah. that that, com- that comic is absolutely brilliant. It's so funny oh, it's and clever and just real, kind of raw. Mm. It's really good. 
Um, okay. So... And chock and chock full of Dungeons and Dragons jokes. <laughs> I love it. Is it really? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. cool. Because it it reads like you're someone's like it's it's it seems to be it's I don't I can't remember the um, Keen or Keen or whatever his name is the uh, the writer. It's like he took his D and D games and turned them into this comic book. Oh, that's so rad! For sure, and they make all <laughs> sorts of D and D references throughout. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, okay. What, so the new artist, uh, his name is Owen Owen Gieni. Um, his style his style is a little you know it's I mean it's a bit different than uh, Rock Up Church's style, but uh, the art of it looks good. So the the series is coming back with a new number one, uh, doing a soft reboot. Um, oh okay, but it's I mean his art is really good though. Actually, it's very expressive. Is it back um, in image again? Uh, yeah, it's, it's back at Image, Image Shadowline. Um, okay. oh, apparently he did some cover work for, uh, Shudder, speaking of Shudder. Oh. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah, he did some of the trade covers. Um, actually, he might have, he, he might have done some of the issues in Shudder. Hmm. Uh, but he also did Manifest Destiny and Negative Space, some other books, but, I don't know, it looks like he'll fit the style pretty well, so. Nice. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, more of that. I'm not done with the trades yet, but I am. It's just, God, I, I haven't laughed as hard as I have in that comic in a, in a while. I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> I did buy volume one of Rat Queens on sale like a year or so ago, and I have it sitting on my shelf now that I've got all my comics unpacked. Actually, the first thing that I unpacked when I moved into this new place was my comics. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, I would. I would. I would. I'd pull that out when you want to like just have a really funny, entertaining laugh because. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, for all that rock for 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 all that happened with Rock Up Church, he's a damn good artist, and mm-hmm. he draws expressions well. And half the comedy in that is just readable through, you know, one line of dialogue and the best perfect expression for it. Yeah. So it's a pretty unfortunate thing that happened there because the, the 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 duo uh, would have done great things if they had had they continued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It is a shame when people that are that talented uh, are giant assholes. <laughs> like, yeah. it's disappointing. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Um, that's cool, though. Uh, it's, yeah. So that's on the list. Um, what else have I been reading? Uh, Black Science. I got all five trades of Black Science. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm in, uh, in the middle of just uh, volume two right now. That's such a good comic. Yeah, I really liked Black Science. It's so good, and it's just getting nuttier. I can't wait to read the next one. Actually, um, I love the retro-looking spacesuits that they have in that book. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> the big old bubbles over them and stuff. I love. If you want to sell me on something with science fiction, just put a big bubble on somebody's head. That's just it's so <laughs> great. Like, man, you want to sell me on you want to sell me on anything? Give me Matteo Scalera's art. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. God, that guy's the best. He's like this weird cross section between Sean Murphy and um, shit. What was his name from uh, Uncanny X Men or X Force? Oh, Uncanny X Force is so great. Oh shit! What was his name? Because Scalera uh, did uh, Jerome Pena. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Well, so just... Scalera did a bunch of the cover work for Uncanny, and he did, uh, and Scalera did New Avengers with Rick Remender. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a good good freaking artist, man. He's a really good artist. Um. Yeah, I think that's kind of a summary. I think there may have been more stuff that I can't remember right now, but a uh, handful of issues of Ex Machina, 
Uh, How, what do you think of Ex Machina so far? I think it's great. I mean, that's the thing, man. Brian K. Vaughn just shits gold. Mm-hmm. He really does. <laughs> Whatever he wants to do, it's fine. He really yeah. does. It's ridiculous. I haven't read a single bad comic of his. I, I did read Runaways issue one the other day, and it was uh, really good. That whole run is so good. That's a so lot of I've fun. I, and yeah. that's, I'm really glad that's actually getting optioned, because I think that's... Uh, I don't know, it's a pretty refreshing story. Um, oh, it totally is. It would be a lot of fun for to put that into film. Um, what would you think of that yeah. tease at the end of uh, issue one of Ex Machina? Or that little sort of shot? I don't, oh, yeah, holy shit. That's that's one hell of a way to start a fucking comic series, man. Right? And this, I mean, but, and it was like, I think it was released in like 2002. Like, it was pretty recent after that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that that just goes to show Brian K. Vaughn. He's like the king of a of issue number one. <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, uh, so sorry, sorry, I was gonna say, Liz, I ca- I can't remember the name of the comic you got me again. Oh, Beautiful Darkness. Beautiful Darkness. So Liz got me a comic, Beautiful Darkness, and shit, you you de- you describe it because I can't do it as well as you did. Okay, so it's by these two. It's by this French couple, um, husband and wife duo, and um, they both i think one mostly does the illustrations and they do like one a day and like really really focus on one illustration every day and have the words and everything Mm -hmm. and beautiful darkness is about this i haven't read it but it's about this girl who happens upon this like tiny civilization living on a decomposing body Mm -hmm. yeah and it's super dark but plays with fairy tale themes yeah it's so cool yeah so i've I've started that I'm, i'm not too far into it but man it is cool that's really cool. I so apparently the French comic scene is like huge and incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I've only yeah. recently learned about it. But like yeah, they did like blue is the warmest color and um there were like three or four oh, uh Valerian, that that movie that's about to come out from Luke Besson. That movie Luke looks Besson. awesome. It so looks really cool. Gra- that's a comic series. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the and the and I saw a bunch of screenshots and they're 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 shot for shot recreations of the comic panels oh that's so cool that's pretty and cool. it was it also, was a french comic Luke right does is good mm-hmm. oh it totally. was french yeah yeah it's very french yeah and so i like i've i i kept kind of recently like hearing about the french comics community so anytime i hear about a french comic i'm like hmm, maybe i should check that out yeah this one's really cool it's 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 super dark which i'm pretty into mm-hmm. uh, i mean i guess when it's got dark in the name then it's gotta you know it's gotta yeah um what else? I mean, you know, only, you know, a little, I don't know. I don't really, didn't watch TV, didn't really watch movies, except for, you know, that only that little movie that came out, Rogue One. But whatever, we can talk about this for the day. <laughs> Rogue One was great. We'll, was we'll, we'll cover it. I, yeah, I think we need to have a proper Rogue One day. But um, yeah. no, that, that, that sums up for me. How about you, Gizmo? Mm. Well, I've been reading a ton of comics lately. Yay! Uh, yay! Which has been actually super fun. I kind of, like, got hooked on Saga for, so that was a while ago, but... Um, let's see the most recently I see this is going to be I don't know any of the artists or the authors but you're fine I can fill in the gaps probably he can probably okay. fill, yeah <laughs> cool well I just read um a century series it was like a mini series or like five of them or something and that was epic because I had no idea about the century um, I have no idea about that either actually that's shocking to me what is it it's it's, uh, it's the century uh-huh. the Marvel character oh 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 okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a poster of him on my wall from Siege, and uh, I always wondered who the Sentry was, and so I read this little mini series, and it was super good, actually. Um, and it's was just him coming Chuck... around to terms. 
Huh? Was that the newer one with uh, Chuck Wendig writing? Uh, I think so. I'm looking it up it right now. It was like 2004, maybe. Yeah, it's, okay, not, so. it's, it's not the brand new one. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that one is by that terrible author that wrote the freaking uh, Star no, no, Wars no, Aftermath n- book. No, no, you're thinking of Hyperion. Oh, for, how many? Okay, how many Supermans does Marvel have? <laughs> two. God damn. No, they've got more than two. Super Superman. Yeah. Yeah, two. Because then they've got the one that's in uh, uh, the whatever Supreme. What's their Justice League stand-in? Squadron Supreme. Mm. No, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know. About. Anyway, go on with Century. So what's what's the what's the deal with that? Okay, so Century is like the superhero that comes along when he's needed, I guess. So the whole series that I read was him like coming to. He's like having these recollections of being a superhero, but he doesn't remember why or how and like no one else remembers that he was also a superhero was like part of the avengers um yeah but like somehow everyone's memories got wiped and it's just like him trying to figure out what the hell happened um that's fucking cool yeah his story is Is that one i'll find it it's like it's on a, a recommended reading list from cena grace on that on that um but it's super cool it's super cool and you learn something about yeah that one yeah he has like this alter ego that's pretty, uh, pretty Paul, badass. Paul Jenkins. Paul Jenkins. Yeah. Oh, he wrote that really good uh, Inhumans run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sentry's a cool character. He's a very interesting character. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That actually that actually sounds really cool. Like that's Sentry because he's like because he's totally bipolar. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, he's agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's yeah. like best friends with Mister Fantastic and. Yeah. But he doesn't remember That's it. Cool. It's, yeah. oh, it's yeah. like the it's, coolest thing. It ever. is very cool. Yeah. So so he played a big he played a a large part in um in Hickman's Avengers, Dark, right? No, before in the Dark Avengers stuff with mm-hmm. when when Norman Osborn did his takeover. Uh, oh yeah, Bendis Bendis has always been fond of that character, hasn't he? Cuz he also put him in his new Avengers stuff, right? Yeah, so he was yeah. involved in there and then yeah, so Yeah, he's cool. he he, pl- he plays some big parts and stuff. He's He's an interesting character. He was in the 2000s and he's not really around anymore. Yeah, I know I know he was around a bit in um in Hickman's Avengers. Probably. Or... No, I don't think he was actually. No, th- I'm thinking of uh Starbrand, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I he 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 bailed out after Bendis was t- done doing all of his weird Dark Avengers stuff. Hmm. Huh. That's that's cool though. I mean, if you want like to gain interest in a character like that that's so, you know, overpowered and 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 grandiose or whatever then yeah you've got to have like something interesting or intriguing like that so that's i think that's awesome he's got an even bigger more interesting intriguing thing but it's also yeah total spoiler that i've spoiled for liz yeah he totally spoiled it for me i was like (laughs) i'm reading the coolest and he's like oh yeah this guy and i was like oh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) yep totally totally (laughs) yep but yeah so no i don't know i've have been really enjoying just getting to know the characters in the universe um it makes everything more interesting when you know who they're talking about oh hell yeah um, and it makes it easier to read that like the, to read to actually sit down and read an avengers comic or yeah no totally because you can actually be like oh because there's a, it's a whole cast of characters yeah, yeah. and, and like, for oh, i'm getting to know them <laughs> for for background info for the listeners so liz when did you start reading comics i started reading comics maybe like two years ago so not even that I always read like Calvin and Hobbes growing up and like the far side, yeah. but didn't get into like proper comics until a couple of years ago. Um, and- I started going to the comic book store to get Christmas and birthday presents for Matt. 
Um, <laughs> and like, seriously, and would talk to the guy behind the counter and be like, so my brother is really into comics. This is what he likes. I want to get him something cool. And the guy was like, well, has he read Saga? And I was like, I don't know. And he told me all about Saga. And so I got Matt the first edition of Saga. And turns out Matt, uh, of course, knew about Saga and had all of them. Um, but that well, I didn't, I didn't have, it. I didn't have any of them. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just had read them. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, so you didn't so own them. You paper. just gotcha. Now you've got them in in, in the palms of your hands. Mm-hmm. I almost so, bought the hardcover the other day. Oh yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. See, That's gift giving the hardcover is amazing. Oh my gosh, the, all the back matter in there, like all the scripts and their process and everything like that. Oh, oh yeah, I, I know. I really want it. Uh, and that's one thing I appreciate is that there's there's back matter and unique things about every form that it comes out in. Like the <laughs> the single issues have like a really great letters column, and the trades have a lot of like concept art stuff, and then the hardcovers have like their whole like process and background info and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool because they actually make every form worth it. You know, if you're somebody who trade waits, or if you're somebody who waits for the huge collections or if you're somebody who buys it every month there's something in it for you that's unique to that experience which is awesome well it's actually pretty cheap on amazon too so yeah well there's always amazon um it's 50 bucks in the store and it's 30 bucks on amazon yeah and and one if you go to in stock trades it's like 25 i think even oh really i want to get that it's so nice it's really i actually i gifted that to two separate people this christmas the hardcover yeah Oh, nice. That's a good gift. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's that's what I love, though, about comics is that whether it's giving gifts to people or getting gifts from people, like it, it's it tends to somehow uh, I don't like I feel like that's the, the best way to get people into reading comics. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is totally. just to basically throw it into their hands in the form of a <laughs> holiday present. Here, have this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. So basically, so essentially right now, like a lot of the stuff you're reading, especially like the, you know, like Marvel stuff or or DC stuff or whatever, it's kind of also giving you an entry point into that larger universe. Kind Absolutely. Of. Yeah, totally. Um, and I started reading some of the um, some of the older Guardians of the Galaxy and I went Ooh. through a huge um, Matt Fraction, David Aha phase and did like all of the Hawkeye and then was like, oh, Hawkeye is amazing. So I read all of the Hawkeye versus Deadpool and just <laughs> all of that stuff. Because that's just amazing. It's gold. <laughs> Serious so gold. So good. It's like the funniest thing I've ever read. Um, Didn't you read The was... Scarlet Witch too? Yeah. And I read The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. yeah so I really just like <laughs> head first. That's awesome. I Hawkeye yeah. was my favorite series for so long. Oh, man. It is so good. It's still up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Oh, and then Kelly. C- okay, so also Kelly Sue DeConnick says, um, "I really enjoyed like Odyssey and Bitch Planet." Yeah, both incredible. I don't know who did the artwork for Odyssey. I need to uh, look Christian that up, Ward. Just like, oh yeah, the most incredible art in the He's, whole world. It's really good. If okay, if that book. So for me, and I, I need to try it again. But when Odyssey first came out, was like at the height of my Matt Fraction fandom. Okay. Uh huh. And I read the first issue, and I found it completely impenetrable like uh, just the writing like i loved the art and it was like super trippy and colorful and like psychedelic whatever um and i thought it was really cool but like the writing was so i don't know because i mean he's he is like trying to recreate the odyssey just with twists and stuff yeah but okay so give it another shot because the second one is so much easier to get into because i kind of felt the same way but i was still like totally involved in the art that i was like yeah this is but read the second one because it's like you can actually get into the story and the art is beautiful so 
Oh yeah, I figured I should give it a try because like it's it's survived this long, and obviously he's a skilled writer and mm-hmm. the art's great. So I figure I should give it a second chance. I just I remember the first time I read it, I was like, I have no fucking clue what to make of any of this. Yeah. But and they they even released uh, an adult coloring book, I think. Yeah, they totally Odyssey. did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah those are getting popular. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry. So go 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 on. Continue. Oh. Um. Let's see. What else was I reading? Yeah. Scarlet Witch. Um. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I have a whole so, bunch of stuff on my plate right now. And then so was, yeah. Was Saga then the first comic that you read, or? Like the first, you know, uh, new sort of comic that you'd read outside of Calvin and Hobbes and Farside and stuff? Yeah. Um, I read Watchmen when I was in high school. Um, so that, I think that was my, like, my seriously first one. But yeah, Saga okay. was definitely the most recent first. Yeah. So what what was your, or what is your opinion of Watchmen? Ooh. Um, you know, I liked it. I really enjoyed reading it. Um, yeah. I remember, I remember thinking there was too many words. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, in the, oh, in, the comic? in the comic book. What are you talking yeah. about? Things so wordy. Yeah, that, yeah I was, thinking I was about to say like if, if, yeah. if you don't mind, if you don't mind that many words, then holy shit, you're you're fucking golden for any amount of words. No, no, I was thinking it had too many words. Oh, had too many. Okay, I thought you it were was, saying that it didn't have too many words. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, are you kidding? No, it was like, why are there pictures? Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it, but I yeah, I thought it was pretty too pretty toothy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's so we were talking before the show about Alan Moore. That's that's the sort of first like huge book that Alan Moore wrote was uh, was Watchmen. Oh, that's right. Well, he wrote, come on, man. Swamp well, he, Thing. I mean, yeah, he wrote like Swamp Thing and V for Vendetta, and he got like a lot of notoriety. But that was like the first like and really the biggest like culturally groundbreaking work that he did. Mm-hmm. I would I would say that is the cultural groundbreaking work he did. That's fair. Well, but V for Vendetta got really pervasive, not as much in America, but. No, but I mean, Watchmen, you know, it's on the time best novels of the century list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think so is V for Vendetta, though. No. no? Watchmen, is the o- Watchmen is the only comic book on that list. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is really good. It's Yeah, it's it changed the name of the game for comic books moving forward. Mm-hmm. Comics aren't for kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um... I still I do enjoy Watchmen quite a bit because it's it's so you know well crafted and stuff. Although, but like I, I don't know, I'm a little I'm a little conflicted on that book sometimes. I go up and down on how I feel about it. I feel yeah. fine about it. I just feel burnt the fuck out about it because <laughs> we blew it, we we blew it on the pot. That was a good little was giggle such there. A cute giggle. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking. Sorry, I was drinking green tea, so I couldn't outright laugh. That was so cute. <laughs> but, I was. I was just that one. I was just fuck off. I was just. uh, I was remembering. I was remembering us doing what is quite possibly the worst episode we've ever recorded. The Watchmen Um, episode. Yeah, it was really bad. Yikes! Uh, They were. We did it, and and not only that, it went for two and a half hours. Oh god! (laughs) I don't know. We we all hated doing it, and you can definitely tell and we just didn't stop well it was just it was it was two and a half hours of me trying to milk any semblance of 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 deeper words out of yeah you and rachel 
Because literally Rachel and I were so burnt out on it like, at that point. No. We were just like, ugh, don't I don't <laughs> want to talk about it ever again. Meanwhile, I had watched the theatrical cut, the full-length cut with the <laughs> interluding uh, Tales of the Black Freighter, plus the Watchmen motion comic, and reread the comic itself, all in the span of like a week and a half. Yeah, oh ridiculous. And I was, I, was, I was just like, just trying to get some fucking opinions. And uh, yeah. they, you guys my, were not having it, and I wouldn't give no. up. <laughs> no, my my opinions were uh, very strong. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, so so Liz, yes. On this on this show, we obviously like between Matt, Rachel, and I, um, very very limited sample size of what uh what our what our view is of of good comics bad comics interesting whatever all you know mm. all that mm-hmm. stuff uh now you know obviously like the last uh sort of five to ten years has kind of seen a uh i don't know if i want to say resurgence or shift or whatever but the the sort of um appeal of comics and the marketing of comics and and the people who comics are written for uh, has changed quite a bit. You know, obviously, it's it's comics are being marketed a lot more towards women, a lot more towards mm-hmm. minorities than they have before. Um, and so, with that being said, you're basically like, I guess, I mean, I guess we had Sid on the show that one episode. We didn't necessarily get too in deep on com in depth on comics. So, really, overall, you're like the second woman we've had on the show whose opinion we can get on comics. Plus, the fact that you're a new reader, which is not great. Counting, not not counting Rachel, who's on every episode. That's why I said second. <laughs> oh, okay. I said second. The second woman, like the the yeah. But you're so. I, but you're, want, I don't. I don't. I don't want Rachel to feel left out. No, not at all. <laughs> Rachel's fucking great. But what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that you, me, and Rachel have been reading comics for fucking ever, and we're all crotchety old people. Whereas Liz <laughs> is. That's true. <laughs> Liz is an, a new reader. And she's also mm-hmm. somebody with a different perspective than especially you or I would have as dudes. Um, and so I think, you know, I think it's, it's like, I guess mostly just interesting to me because like, I'm always trying to figure out with, you know, women that I know, friends, whatever, like what to recommend as comics, because all I really know is like what in my head makes sense that, that a woman who might be interested in comics would like rather than what I know tons of women who have liked in comics. Does that make, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm not articulating myself very well. Essentially what I'm asking is what comics <laughs> oh have been God. So for, first off, which comic like have you read hey, any Liz, comics that what have been What comics do you like? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's more in depth than that. Um have you have you tried to read any comics thus far in in this last, you know, 2 years or whatever that you've found uh utterly unappealing or uninteresting? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I tried reading Squirrel Girl and was totally unenthused. <laughs> really? That one gets a lot of love. Yeah, no, it did not like Squirrel Girl. But it's, 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 it's written for like 12-year-olds, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, okay. People are like, I'm going to get flack for that, I know. but <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I mean, I've, so I've never read it, but what's, what was, what was kind of the, the reasoning behind not, not enjoying that? Yeah, I guess I just felt like I didn't, well, I didn't connect with the character at all like with the squirrel girl and i didn't i just thought it was kind of stupid i think maybe i was just like i went into it with a with a like squirrel girl you know um (laughs) (laughs) and didn't really give it much of a shot but i i don't know i didn't think it was 
this is I don't want to be super mean to Squirrel Girl, but I didn't think it was very creative. Like it was I just kind of could I just knew what was going to happen. I guess. Yeah. So it um, was just it was just like predictable and and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then what other ones? I liked low. Um. But at some points I felt like got it, too low for it you. Was, it got way too low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What do you mean? Um. Just like it. It just maybe in like how graphic it got, and then like it was just it had some really dark themes. Matt's getting and, triggered. Um, yeah. And so that's hard. That's hard to read sometimes. You got to be in the right right headspace yeah it was pretty it does get pretty damn dark it gets super dark yeah, yeah. Um, gets way too low and there are and there are some pretty messed up themes in there too yeah i think that's what he was trying to play through with the comic but i'm sure it was I and mean, i really and i really like it but i'm with you there's some it's there's some rough stuff to get through there yeah i'm sure the title is very intentional and i'm you know i mean that's probably why he chose to have that story take place underwater and all that stuff but those stories like yeah. that can be very hard to like actually get into i have a hard time with stories like that yeah exactly yeah it's just not as fun and carefree as like captain marvel you know or yeah it's hard to just like sit there (laughs) casually and like unwind at the end of a long day and read that comic and and relax exactly yeah exactly yeah i'm right there with you so so captain marvel has sort of become the flagship like um is you know this is where women start in comics right that's what Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. I did that, like Captain Marvel though. <laughs> it is yeah, a well-written comic. I think it's probably got that for for good reason. But that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. Do you think that that that's totally warranted? Yeah. I think she's. A, I think she did a good job too. But just mm-hmm. just curious. Yeah. No. Totally. I enjoyed reading it. I remember. Yeah. You you got it for me. I think for my birthday or something. Oh, look Captain at you Marvel. playing playing into the playing into what's popular, Matt. Just Mister Popular <laughs> Matt guy. <laughs> <laughs> or well, you told me to check it out or something and I went and got it. I no, I, I got it for you. I yeah. remember specifically getting it for you because I wanted you to get into Marvel and I thought it would be a good Marvel entry point. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. yeah so there you go. See? It, it worked. <laughs> and it's written by a woman for women, kids. Yeah. Um, no, but she, I mean, dude, she's such a good uh, writer. I Like, Kelly Sue's awesome. I wish, it's one of those things where like you wish a creator did more marvel or dc stuff but then at mm-hmm. the same time you know they're making way more money on their independent stuff and so you don't like it's i don't know yeah i have that same I got problem to meet her you did yeah well i guess i got way too starstruck and just kind of was like would you mind signing my comic but she had like <laughs> glittery lipstick on and she looked awesome and matt fraction was there too it was very cool yeah so was i oh, yeah. yeah they're married yeah, that's right when matt came to portland <laughs> yeah when i went to like, portland that's like one of my like in terms of like you know in my head like what my life could be like is there like it doesn't seem like there's any life better than being matt fraction and kelly sudaconic oh seriously like married that's it yeah they're married they both write incredibly good (laughs) comics they've got a kid and a dog and and they and they have a freaking like film production business that they're paid by universal to like pitch ideas and write scripts but they're like on contract with them and get a regular salary from them for yeah isn't that insane it's cushy that is the coolest and living in portland so they don't even have to go to hollywood and deal with the hollywood bullshit of like having a production anyway it's just yeah fuck them for being so perfect yeah (laughs) they need to just start abusing each other and get divorced (laughs) just kidding they don't need to do that they need to be happy forever yeah i'm gonna start dictating their lives the same way fans try to dictate their stories (laughs) um Okay, so 
so in terms like are, are there any stories or any like types of um books or things like that 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 are just unappealing to you without even reading them like is are there certain things that you just don't even have any interest in reading in comics in general um i don't think so i think i tend to stay away not because of disinterest but just because of sheer volume i tend to stay away from the things that have been around for a long time so you know like the x-men and it's you know i don't know the avengers just like the that just have like way too many things and i just don't know where to even start to begin at all i could I if you that. wanted to do if you wanted to do x-men i have a starting point because <laughs> i do love x-men it's not like it's not from like i don't if i see something i don't want to read it because i'm like oh X-Men's i, dumb, I hear you and there's just a lot out there <laughs> luckily with yeah. x-men there is, there is a good starting point oh okay yeah uh, and then that opens up a whole can of worms right. i'm curious Which, what your good starting point is matt uh, astonishing, Whedon? yeah. Joss okay. Whedon's astonishing. Oh, cool! I like Joss Whedon, so I'm his in. astonishing X Men series is amazing, and it sets up the future of X Men for the next ten years. Oh, awesome! And it's awesome. Yeah, and it, he didn't write all of it; he just wrote the first like two arcs or whatever. But yeah. who took over for him? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I know, either. I know, I know. Claremont came back at some point. Why? Okay. Why can't? Chris Claremont just let it go. I'm what and also your cough, dude. Why are you coughing so much? <laughs> so much coughing. I can't help it. Um, Holy shit. Don't worry, it's not on the recording. I moved the microphone away. So everybody's gonna be like, Why are you t- giving Matt crap for coughing? I can't hear him cough. <laughs> it um, is. That's good. I don't I don't remember who took over for him, but man, it was anyway, so if you know, if you want to read X Men. Okay. Which I do recommend because X Men are awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men right, just my list. kills it. <laughs> That's true. It's so really you, good. Have you gotten to the point yet, Liz, where where there's a comic that you have to read so quickly that you've you've started doing any holds at your comic book store? Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who took over for Joss Whedon? Who? Warren Ellis. Oh shit! Are you kidding me? Not kidding at all. Whoa. Oh, that's pretty good. I was sorry. Uh, what? So, so you, so you're, you have the new Wonder Woman series on hold, or are you like? Um, yeah, I have like there's the subscription to it or whatever. So whenever they have a new one, I just go in and Damn. get the new one. Yeah, same with Saga and uh, Rat Queens. Solid choices. Yeah. For trades or for solid. single issues? For trades. That's the one that has many inside one. Yeah. This. These are trades. Trades. Yeah. All trades. Yeah, my roommate and I got really into it, and so we trade off buying the trades. Oh, that's um, awesome. So I'll like buy one and she gets two and then, you know. Um so it's doable. Yeah, but, no, yeah. that's that's great. And I like uh, trade so I've I've never been a single issue type of guy. Like I find them I find them annoying for multiple reasons. A, they're, you know, like buying a single issue sucks because it's it's 20 damn pages and so basically it's it's, over it's like so fast. Yeah, it's like buying it one chapter of a book at a time. Yeah. With no, most comics, uh-huh. at least, which yeah, uh-huh. is just just the worst. Um, but then also, then a- go ahead. And then after Warren Ellis, it was taken over by Marjorie Liu. Oh, dude, sick! Marjorie Liu's awesome. Yeah, I'm she telling wrote- you, man, Aston- astonishing X Men is just like way to easiest, best, funnest way to jump into the X Men. Yeah, first. and if if you like Marjorie Liu, uh, she wrote a Han Solo miniseries that was really fun. Oh, I haven't cool. read that yet. I really want to read that. It's so good, and uh, and and then also monstrous. She wrote, dude. She wrote a freaking story that's like steampunk with kaiju's. 
I want to monstrous. I have heard from multiple sources now to read it, and I haven't haven't picked it up yet. And I really want to read it. Phenomenal art, and it's freaking steampunk kaiju's. Like it's. I heard it. I heard it's super good. Yeah, I I was blown away by the first issue. Okay, um, cool. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> first we're issues. Oh, first issues. issues. So then they also then there's the whole thing of like companies will throw you know they throw the fucking ads in the middle of them which i understand that's how they make their money and all that stuff but mm. when these writers will write a comic deliberately so that you know like there's so they're leaving a page turning cliffhanger you know or a pa- just a page turn on the end of a certain page you know like because because basically what what you want to do when you're writing a comic script is that every every page that's going to end up on the right side of of the you know of your viewing or whatever you want the last panel on that right side page to be somewhat of a mini cliffhanger so that it'll encourage you to turn the page and keep reading mm-hmm. um and it's something that's done very intentionally and and most of the best comic book writers uh plan that out very thoroughly and so when ads get thrown into the mix it totally throws off that page turning a lot of the time because they'll throw oh, yeah. a, a full page ad and so it'll you know the page that was intended to be on the right side ends up being on the left side of the next page and a page that doesn't have like any type of, you know, page turning cliffhanger or whatever is on the left side on its own. So it's like, it just, it fucks with the experience of reading the book. And, oh, and, yeah. and then it's also like, cause then that page turn, if, if at the end of one page, there's supposed to be sort of like a tease for a big reveal. You don't want to see that reveal in your peripherals while you're reading the lead up to the reveal. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you want to have to turn no. the page to get that. And so it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, this whole thing, so I hate reading single issues in general. Um, I I I have that. I'm I'm on your page with everything you just said, and I read too fast, and that's yeah, like, I know fast, I know yeah. that's like oh, I just read too fast, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just like so do, smart, and my reading level is just so I high just, that I just can't. I just read. I just I just can't. I just read too. No, but 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 I liked I liked the experience of being fully engrossed for a long period of time mm-hmm. in a world. Yeah, and single issues are you know five ten minute tops. Yeah, if that if I mean there's I mean I've definitely there's like like sit down and read Black Widow number one, and it takes you about eighteen seconds because there's no dialogue. In the <laughs> yeah, there's, thing. there's no dialogue in that entire book. <laughs> Although the art is absolutely gorgeous, I, I I think that's one of the best number one issues I've ever read. But no, I'm, I I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that there. But then it's but then you're like. I don't know. Where's the next I, I, thing? I, yeah, I, yeah. And you, you, sh- you shouldn't put you, you know you shouldn't factor money in because it's kind of gets a little tricky there. But it is kind of like, yeah. was that forty? Was that forty five seconds worth four bucks? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's it is one of those things where I think it brings up sort of an interesting discussion of you know how to read the artwork in a comic book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Because there is like you know within that artwork there is a lot to sort of. Uh, dissect there and a lot to to observe but i think that you know as a sort of addendum i think that that is a a fantastic number one issue but it's a fantastic number one issue that works at its best within the confines of a trade because it will lead you directly into the next thing you know it'll leave you wanting more you know um and feeling satisfied with that long chase scene but wanting to read the next thing that's exactly it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I mean, yeah, same. I like the trade format so much more. It's just it's immersive. That's the best way I can describe it, and I want yeah. that immersion when I'm reading comics. 
Yeah, it's yeah, and for so many reasons, like there's not a distracting Snickers ad in the middle of it, and so it doesn't yeah. pull you out of the story at all. You're like, no, I'm not satisfied. Uh, yeah, totally. I know. There's Kate. DC has uh, D- DC has a really annoying habit with ads. They first off, they did this thing for a while with Twix where they did half page ads, and so there would be story on the top half of the page and then a fucking Twix ad on the bottom of the no. page. And so it would like no. break up one complete page in this weird way. And then like just shit like that. And then they have this other one where one of the regular, cause DC has like this house style where like, you know, a good half of their books have a very similar look and feel to them. Mm-hmm. And they had one of those artists, I don't know which one, but they had one of those sort of generic artists do this page ad of freaking Superman and Wonder Woman and Doomsday, like, fighting over a Snickers bar, essentially. What? Yeah, and so it's like you'll be reading a DC <laughs> book, and if it's one of those books that has a similar art, art style, you'll just go onto that page, and then, like, halfway through, you'll be like, oh, god damn it, there's a fucking Snickers <laughs> ad, and then, like, <laughs> it's... This is the fucking Sucks. worst, because it's, it's a comic page. Like, it's not even just, like, an ad. Like, it's a page of comics uh, with the Snickers at cool. the end. No. It's not so, cool. Oh, it's so aggravating, because I've fallen for it, like, five times at this point. And, yeah, <laughs> anyway. Fucking, and I hate, as a concept, I hate house styles anyway. I hate it when, like, a publisher, like, Marvel does the same thing, where, like, the publisher will just have, like, this sort of typical art style that they're just going for at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because like most of them right now are pissing me off because they feel super outdated. Anyway, that's a whole other rant. Um, but so getting back to what we were talking about, um, do you? So obviously you, and th- this is another ah, this is another great thing about you being a new a new reader is that you don't have like all of this baggage from like reading comics in the '90s or like growing up. And so, like, you don't have all this, like... Matt was just talking about that. <laughs> it is a real thing, having baggage from the 90s. It really is. Like, I... So, I, I started reading comics in, like, 2002, 2003. Um, and, and so, because of that, there was a lot of, like, 90s layover with, like, these artists like Jim Lee and uh, fucking Rob Liefeld and, and artists like that that are just, like, super crazy extreme pouches and weapons and whatever. Um so anyway, that's all sort of preamble to say what... Pouches. <laughs> lots of pouches. <laughs> lots of Deadpool clones. Um, but, I mean, so do you have, like, a favorite art style or artist? Or, like, like what are the books that, artistically speaking, have, have jumped out to you the most? Well, I mean, I, I gotta say it's um, David Aha's Hawkeye. I think that's probably the... I think also because it was so unique. I've never... I, you know, when you think of comic book styles, you don't really think of that. You know, the yeah. whole part where um, Hawkeye goes deaf and it has that whole scene where they're just, <clears throat> oh, my God, it's so good. Or the whole, they have, like, this whole, like, two pages of it's just, like, the dog. And you, yeah. like, see, like, pizza bubble above this guy, you know, and, like, and it's amazing. I, I love know, that issue I, so much. It's so great. Oh, it's, it's so great. And I, I love in, like, the in the speech bubbles, yeah, where it's just, like, all, like, most of the words are just squiggles, but then all of the words that he recognizes are either, it, like, like, they're, ah, uh, ugh. Yeah, like lucky. Yeah, it's so great. Like so good because it it does such a good job of like portraying the personality of that dog. Where it's like the things that he smells, like the pictures that it shows, and then like the words that stand out to him, like the names and and those different. Like, it's so crazy that they managed to to 
portray the dog the perspective of a fucking dog so well yeah and then also explain what's happening because you still totally get you know like these guys are trying to break into the building from the ceiling you know and I yeah don't know. it's incredible yeah no so good um oh so good so okay so david aha that that stood out to you a lot that's that's a, obviously a very good choice it sucks that god it sucks that he takes so long on his artwork because i would love for just every book in the world to be illustrated by david aha yeah um so is there uh, so with that in mind the the sort of obvious uh converse style of that or inverse whatever the fuck um of that is it has there has there been any art in books that you've read that has just been like terribly unappealing to you mm, you know actually i didn't super love the art in uh captain marvel interesting oh and really that- that one yeah. bounced around wow. a bit. With I, artists, I, I love it? that art. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> like it. I, it's like very distorted people. And yeah, all, is it watercolor? Or? I don't know. Uh, no, it wasn't watercolor. It was like it was. Was it watercolor? I don't know. I remember just like kind of not knowing what was going on most oh, of the time. Though I really I'm, liked that art. I'm trying yeah. to figure out which because art, it was I, different. I think that not book the, did. The, and the, the f- there was two number ones. The f- there were. I think we're talking about the first number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Where it's just like her face is on the cover. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's a remember. very it's a very weird art form. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the one with yeah, it had like all those sort of weird coloring techniques and Yeah, especially when she was like flying the plane going in time and stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do I know what you're talking about there cuz it was it was unique, but yeah, it was a, it was a bit like jarring and kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, and that was also one of my first ones, so maybe I don't know, maybe I no, I, 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 that that one spoke to me just because of how bizarre it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there is kind of that tendency. Like, if you've, uh, I think, I think there is a bit of a tendency or sort of a, um, a bias if you've been reading comics for a long time and you run into an art style or something that is just so different from what you're reading that you automatically will either gravitate towards it or, in some cases, you know, gravitate away from it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you know, like probably for Matt. I'm assuming that when you did reach that, you know, when you did read that book, it was like, refre- you know, you'd, you'd been bogged down so much and, and a little bit sick of kind of, I guess, some of the sameness with, with a lot of comics that to see something different was, was crazy refreshing or something. I don't know, maybe. No, that, that's exactly what it was. This, this, this art. Yeah. Ed, exactly. It was Ed McGinnis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I... Ed McGinnis goes in the John Romita Jr. section for me. I cannot stand Ed McGinnis's art. Mm. I really like it. Yeah, I, thought it, it was, I, I wasn't taken. I really liked it and the coloring in it, too. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> So, Ed McGinnis... So, there was this uh, Superman-Batman run back in the mid-2000s that Jeff Loeb did. Uh, uh-huh. And it was really, really well done. Jeff Loeb is one of my favorite comic book writers. Especially anything he did for DC was almost all pure gold um some of his marvel stuff kind of sucked but others of it were really good um but he was doing this run it was a superman batman run and they were switching artists every story arc um and so they had just done a uh supergirl storyline actually i still have the trade of that one on my shelf um they had just done this awesome supergirl storyline with michael turner who was at the time one of my favorite artists um he's actually dead now but uh fantastic like beautiful art uh very uh elegant looking um and then 
it switched and the next storyline was Ed McGinnis, who could not be less elegant, more over the top and like cartoony and like weird and like and all like all the muscles look like the Michelin man. They're all like this weird round like you know what I mean? Mhm. It just I don't know. It looked ugh, I can't, I can't stand it. Stand Ed McGinnis's art at all. They did and then they like for the Superman for that Superman Batman storyline, they adapted it to a DC animated movie called Superman Batman Public Enemies and they adapted the art style as well. And so even in that movie, I'm like trying to watch it in an animated form, but the entire time I'm just going, I can't, I can't stand the style. It's so can't bad. It. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Like it's so, it's so bad. I don't know. And it's another one of those things where I know a lot of people love Ed McGinnis, but yeah, that, that, that is just, just the worst. Well, it does make me feel better that you also don't like him because then it's not like oh liz you just don't know what what you're looking no, at. no no I, I wouldn't no i don't think that at all i mean i think that's the that's the great thing about comic art is it's it's everyone, subjective every, it's so subjective that's true that's very true because there you are know, you know I, I mean go ahead well like, like animal man i know rachel like liked the art much more than i did mm-hmm. yeah and i, I, I and a lot of people liked that art as well I did not, because it was yeah, it was a very well selling book and and you know very highly praised. And I mean, it's the same with like Jeff Lemire. Um, Jeff Lemire's art style is very jarring, um, and like and it's not very like rendered. It's not very you know realistic or anything like that. And so looking at it at first glance, it can be like, oh, what the fuck is that? I don't like that at all. Um, There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, and I mean, and that, but that is the cool thing about it is like there will be a certain art style, art style where one person will look at it and just be like, "Holy shit, this is amazing," but another person will just be like, "I hate that. I can't stand it. Get it out of my face." Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, I was like that with with Annie Wu for Black Canary. I loved Annie Wu's Black Canary art, but then Chase read it and he was like, "I absolutely can't get into this at all." Hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's I and I don't think anyone should ever feel like bad or like inferior because they don't like an art. And I think that's a problem with like when new readers come into comics. I think there is sort of that feeling of like, oh, I'm supposed to like this or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know that that's bullshit. I think I like I I hate I hate that it's this culture where it makes people feel like that because that's I don't know that just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and, but I mean, then there are people who are super helpful and just want to help you get into it because they love it too. And they're like, yeah, you want to love it also? Yeah. I'll help you, you know? So, I mean, no, totally. there's both sides. Yeah. That's that's the entire reason why I have a huge shelf of comic books is so that as soon as I feel like one of my friends is even a little bit interested, I can just throw a stack of them in their hands and be like, all right, just let me know when you're done. Totally. Yeah. Which is the best. It's so fun. That's, that is my favorite thing in the world is to hand comic books to people. Um Mm-hmm. and okay i am a bit jealous of you because you you live in portland and yes. there seems to be and tell me tell me how on or off base i am there seems to be like a really awesome comic book community in portland oh there is it's incredible because that's like I and mean, that's that's like in a weird way it's like the hub of it where like new york kind of used to be the hub of of comics and somehow in the digital age it's just like allowed people to move to wherever the hell they wanted to and most of them decided where the hell they wanted to was portland <laughs> Yeah, which I'm so glad they did. <laughs> yeah. There's like apparently there's like a neighborhood in Portland where like every comic book writer and their fucking dog like all lives in a fucking cul-de-sac and probably has they super cool. They see each cool... other in the morning. Yeah, like <laughs> god. 
Why can't that like I want that to just be like a sitcom or like a reality show or something, please. Be awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's... no, it has a really great scene. Um there's at least like three or four comic book stores in every like, quadrant and uh, I don't know. It's pretty rad. That's awesome. I mean like the, and there is one in LA too, but it's it's weird. Like in LA there's it's like all under the surface. I keep trying to find like like, because the biggest thing is, as I'm writing these scripts and stuff like that, it's a, it's really hard to know when your stuff is good or not, mm-hmm. because it's, like, you're kind of your only, like, sounding board or whatever. And so I, I keep, like, trying to find other comic book people here in L.A., which you'd think, with such a big city, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's, like, there's, like, a deceptive comic book community here where it's, like, all underneath the woodwork and they just come out for, like signings and stuff or like to buy their comics but then they're not like i don't know i don't know man oh they're not out and proud yeah i'll figure it out eventually but for right now it's 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 a it's fucking elusive Mm. um that's that's really too bad i know it really is uh i'm 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 trying to like think like because it's i'm like trying to think of like every single question that I've ever had for a new comic book reader so I can get a better <laughs> idea in my head of like how to how to fucking recruit people. Mm. You know, it's like a cult. It's like trying to get people to join a cult. It's true. And you get people in different ways. Like um I remember getting my sister uh Chelsea into it. Um <laughs> I know <laughs> don't her say, name. Don't say names. <laughs> like, just I, so you, yeah, just so you know, Matt, the other sister who she is. Damn it. <laughs> Um, to get it, her into it, like she started out not with like the comics, but with the graphic novels. So like blankets or, uh, um, I remember getting her that one in like college. Um, yeah. So she got into it through blankets and then started like easing in with is. like, oh, it's super cool. Um, I don't know who it's by. You keep naming all these comics and I'm like, how the fuck have I like, it's, it's really cool. I like it because it's like not too often that I like hear comics that, I haven't heard of, and just in this episode, there's been like four. Oh, that's awesome! So cool. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm like, as whoever edits this episode, if it's me, then I'll be taking note as I'm editing, and if it's not, then I'll take note as I listen. But yeah, it's, it's so cra- weird uh, that Craig somehow Thompson. Jason's editing this episode. Am I editing this episode? <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> if I if I'm editing this episode, you have to edit Living Dead when we record it. Yeah, that's the deal. Okay. Craig Thompson. Craig Thompson, yeah. Um, I know that name. Yeah, so I don't know. So some people get in through like the the novel way, just you know, like an easier intro, I think, because um, you're already used to like a whole novel. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Others, you just throw them something that they're used to, like X Men or something that they kind of already know the story, so it's easier to like kind of watch it in your head as you're reading it. That yeah. is true. I like so this this Christmas I did like a a guerrilla strategy of getting everybody I know to read a comic book. Um, and just like gave everybody I knew a comic book that I figured like would be optimum percentage likelihood of them reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so it was, it was a long planning process, but I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping it paid off. My brother, the other day, my brother sent me this text that was, it was with a a screenshot from Amazon with the Han Solo comic and he was like, hey, have you read this or whatever? And I was like, yeah, I read it. It was really good. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I think I'm going to get it. And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> like, it's already working. 
<laughs> it's like, happening. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm so stoked because I, I got I, I gave him and his wife uh, the first two trades of Hawkeye to borrow and they never read them. And oh. I was like, God damn it. And so then I was like, OK, I got to I have to really try harder. So then on Christmas, he's a super big Bond fan. So I got him the Warren Ellis James Bond comic hardcover. Um, oh, perfect. So I was like, okay, like that might be the if there's ever any chance that he reads it, that'll be it. Um, and then I got his wife, uh, Black Widow, the first volume, because she's like a she's a like a pretty big like nerdy type person, and like I mean she's into like Doctor Who and Harry Potter and a lot of that stuff, but also very into. Uh, marvel and I, she has like a black widow jacket which is one of the coolest jackets i've ever freaking seen it's got like the the chrome uh hourglass like buckle thing oh sick and stuff yeah it, it makes me wish i were a woman so i could wear it um <laughs> but uh yeah so i got to that and that, like it, it's it was just one of those things where like when he sent me that text like a week after christmas or whatever i was like i was just in my head i was just imagining all these scenarios in which he's now a super huge comic book nerd so yes. we'll see we'll see how it works but uh that's like that's the crusade in my life is to to just get everybody to read a freaking comic. Mhm. Mhm. Here's uh, the weird thing. Jason got me a comic and now I I'm never going to read a comic again. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the ultimate like poetic justice? You're like, here you go, Matt. Here's some Brian K. Vaughn. I'm fuck that. I'm done. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Never read a comic again because I was so offended at the 9-11 reference. <laughs> um, yep, that was my joke. There's my Good. sourdough joke. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Well... Well, shit, Liz. Uh, what in 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 your in your experience? What is how do we how do we save the world? I'm just kidding. Um, okay, I'm like, oh, <laughs> on the spot. Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, in your experience, what's? I immediately went to like plague. <laughs> just gotta uh, get rid of half of the people on the planet. We're good to go. There we go. Yeah, we'll be fine. Um, is there, I mean, so is there, is there something to you that is like, that you view as, as either a big problem in comics or, or like a, something super exciting about comics or, or just what's, what's, you know, pick something. What do you want to say? Say, say stuff. Final, say, final words on say comics. Say stuff about comics. Or anything um, in general. I don't care. I mean, here, I'll, let me give you a hint. Comics are real cool. Co- I just love comics. <laughs> comics are so cool. Are comics so know. cool. I don't know. I'm like I'm. My brain is still so burnt out from moving that like I know there's like tons of things that I want to to ask you and 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 hear about from you, but I like I'm so fucking just clocked out with life that I can't think of anything. Yeah. No. It's really fun. No. I um. Matt and I were talking about this in the car the other day, but just like that comics are are becoming more mainstream and like liking comics is cool and like there's just so much there's just so many more comics coming out that aren't like of a certain try you know they're not all like superhero comics anymore yeah yeah totally and there's just like there's so many different areas and genres that you can get into that are still within comics and it's just like there's something for everyone and um i think that's what i like about it there's just so much diversity Totally. Which is like, it's crazy because, you know, like even five years ago, 
when you would hear the word diversity and comics in the same sentence, it would almost always be like, you know, the lack of diversity in comics and that there wasn't, you know, much representation and, and all this stuff. Yeah. And like it's it like the twenty tens or whatever. What what are we gonna call this decade? I don't know. Um Right, yeah, because they're not in the aughts anymore. It's the teens. The teens. Is it the teens? Oh, that sounds dumb though. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's, it, it's felt like just in the last few years, it felt like, like 2011, right around the start of, of that Hawkeye run was like kind of when comics started to, to take this massive shift, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bring in more diverse creators and, and the subject matter was more diverse and, and image comics all of a sudden started having this huge like resurgence, um, with just unique ideas and stuff. And like, I don't know, it, it's so cool that. Yeah, that like it's not you don't go to the comic book store anymore and just have a bunch of comics written by some white dude about a superhero that's also a white yeah. dude. Like uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going, but it's yeah, it's fucking cool that yeah. Wait, I have more final thoughts. I just thought Please. of my fir- the first comic book that I actually read it was not Saga, it was Asterios Polyp. Arterios Polyp, have you heard of that? Hell no, I haven't. What the hell? What um, is it? <laughs> And then also Black Hole by Charles Burns. Oh yes, that's like that's like some legendary like, shit right there. Yeah, X'd out and stuff. Okay, Arterios Pulp. Oh my gosh, hold on. I can't hey, Jason, like. Com- comics are real cool, huh? Comics are real cool. Um, I do. So I, I did. <laughs> I did actually think of uh, once. Once. Once we're done with this, I also have another question to ask you, Liz. Yeah. But we'll save that for the end. Okay, it's Asterios Polyp by David Mazzucelli. Oh, I love David Mazzucelli. He illustrated uh, Batman Year One. Yes. So, um, yeah, he wrote this novel called Asterios Polyp, and it's incredible. It's about this just, just dude and him living. And I remember it being really sad, but also, like, incredible. I feel like... And it's all it's all in the same, like, there's, like, blue, pink, and black and white, I think. It's, like, very, like, limited color palette, too. Super cool. I love that. Like Ma- Mazzucchelli's art is so beautiful. Like I literally the only thing I've ever read from him is Batman Year One, but like it was f- ah, fucking perfect. That's that's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm definitely gonna have to pick that up because yeah, y- you should. It's awesome. I will. I will. On your recommendation, Liz, I will pick it up now. Good. I bet. Like I'm Good. sure. <laughs> what's funny is like I'm sure that being that it's David Mazzucchelli, I'm sure that it's like most of our listeners right now are like, oh my god, Jason, how have you never heard of that? It's just like somehow, you know, like somehow it's just like missed my my vision, kind of like Alien did for so long. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's gonna he's gonna read it, but he'll read it while he's doing something else, and he, yeah. he'll, he'll only read every fourth panel. I'll read it while I'm uh, eating uh, vegan ramen and doing Pilates or whatever the hell these hipsters do in my new neighborhood. I'm living I'm living in like a mini Portland now. It's like super it's Silver Lake, this area of LA that's like Oh, I know Silver Lake. Yeah, my friend yeah. just moved out of Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like this crazy, like gentrified area of just like fuck tons of hipsters and suburbs and Subarus and longboards. Oh my god. And nose piercings <laughs> and gauges. Um Yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting. I'm I'm gonna have to get used to it. Uh yeah. So, so Liz, mm-hmm. you you are at least a semi regular listener of the show. Is that is that correct? Yeah. What? So, and this this sounds like a loaded question. It's really not. And don't 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 take <laughs> oh, this no. as me. Don't take this as me 
fishing for an opportunity to have us be pat on the back because it's absolutely not. Um, I'm genuinely asking out of like honesty and 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 curiosity. What can we do better as a show? Oh. Um. Well. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I do please, have one. Please comment. be honest. I guess, like, like as- <laughs> you're Matt's sister. You can you can be candid. That's I think true. maybe just like trying to keep them like a little bit shorter <laughs> as, as we record as as we as we pass the two hour mark. Yeah, <laughs> which now I totally get why you guys just go on forever because it's like it's fun and it's just like we're just having a conversation and it's good fun and I like talking about this stuff too. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's kind of like hard to start an episode when it's like, oh fuck, this thing is two hours long. <laughs> but I mean, otherwise, I really like. I think. See, here's what I like about it is I feel like I just am hanging out with you guys. And I feel like, like, cool, I just listened to an episode. I feel like I just hung out with my brother for like an hour and a half, which is super cool for me. Um, That's heartwarming. And then, yeah. yeah. And then also, um, embarrassingly, at the New Year's Eve party, Matt was like, oh, Jason's here. Like, from from Savage. Jason. From Savage. (laughs) Jason from Savage. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I was kind of like, Chelsea, you say hi first. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, that, it is it is this weird thing because I've I've met people before from podcasts that I listen to, and it's like it's like you're a voice in my head, you yeah. know that kind of like, thing. That's where it's, your face. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. I felt that way when I first went to Harmontown, and and when I met the Star Wars Minute guys, it was and oh, Kevin Smith what? as well. Yeah, because they uh, that uh, that's the big thing that bums me out about living at this new place is I'm no longer like a block away from Meltdown Comics. And so oh, man. it's, it's more difficult to get there now, but, um, but yeah, it's like this weird thing. Cause you just like, you're like, you're probably like me where you just like, you'll listen to podcasts while you're doing stuff. And yeah. so you just constantly have these fucking voices in your head that could possibly be slowly driving you schizophrenic or something. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that sometimes, honestly, I feel like at, at some point I'm going to take the headphones out and I'll still be hearing voices and that's where it's going to get bad. Um, you're like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm genuinely concerned that at some point that's going to happen, um, but yeah, it, like it's 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 this weird thing where it's just it's yeah a voice in your head is is an actual person at some point. Um, so okay, uh, another follow up question to all that, um, and okay. it's great meeting both of the Matt sisters as well. Um, the so so we've kind of we've. Uh, danced around the spectrum a lot in terms of like uh, having a theme to our shows and also uh-huh. not having any fucking theme at all and just just doing our catch up or whatever um mm-hmm. ideally for you when you tune into to our show what what would you be seeking or what would you prefer like would you prefer us to have more kind of topic based episodes or like a mix or or less topic based episodes what do you think no i do like the themes um just because then when you see the title you're like oh cool they're talking about rogue one i haven't seen it yet i won't listen or yeah. i just saw rogue one i want to hear all about it you know and like i also want to hear what people think so i like the themes i think the themes are cool Okay. Um, but I don't mind if they like if you ramble around and like. But if you just have one like today, we're gonna definitely talk about this. We might also talk about a thousand other things. But I think that's the big problem we have is <laughs> we're totally gonna talk about this, and then we get to it an hour and forty five yeah. minutes into the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there but at least so... you know it's coming, you know, so you can look forward to it. <laughs> is there an ideal length for the show in your mind? I'd probably try to keep it around. An hour. An hour. I think an yeah. hour is good. That's yeah. been that's been a suggestion. I think that we've all like 
tossed around at, at one point or another and like suck at keeping to. So we definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's hard because it's like there's so much to say, you know, and you want everyone to be able to get their fair yeah. shot in. So. Totally. No, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a balancing act. Eventually, we'll figure this thing out after, you know, once we hit like the five year mark, I think we might be competent at it. <laughs> Here's what we need to have happen. Jason needs to hit his head and forget what he needs to forget. Like eighty percent of comic book artists, <laughs> and I swear to God that would cut out like forty minutes of the show of him being like, "Oh, that, that guy, guy drew that thing from that thing that was drawn by that guy who then drew that thing by that guy." <laughs> That's probably true. I should just I, like I, I probably should just shut up with like my instant knee jerk reactions of like, "Oh, this guy who did this." Yeah. No, I'm just giving you shit, but no, no but those are good. The length of the shows is like definitely mostly my fault. <laughs> it's, it's at least it's, it's 60 pretty funny though because it's it's about an hour and a half when like you suddenly rachel and i stop talking and jason just keeps like picks up the slack because <laughs> yeah. we're both kind of like out of things to say at this point yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i think honestly if we just like gave me a five minute timer on my ketchup every week we would probably we'd probably do a lot better on time well, I mean, you know, I took up 45 minutes of catch up on our last episode, so it happens. Fair. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 figure out a way to balance it. Um and maybe I don't know, uh, maybe we should just backload our catch up instead. Here's the other thing I think Jason's really bad at. He's just really bad at just saying anything else, guys? Yeah. <laughs> final thoughts? <laughs> All right, guys, final thoughts. 20 minutes ago. We're done. <laughs> yep, okay. Well, uh liz thank you so much for for joining us i'm assuming you're heading oh, back man. up to uh to 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 hipsterland fairly soon sure am tomorrow morning tomorrow morning drive back to portland you're flying flying yeah. yeah okay that's good because that's a yeah. long drive um well shit now that uh now that you're you're gonna hear your own voice probably uh cause <gasps> it's hard it's hard to resist listening to a podcast that you've been on um yeah i'll probably make my roommates listen to it there you go yeah <laughs> Um, what's, what are, what are your parting words? Usually I leave, I, I have Matt or Rachel come up with some last, last thoughts, but it's, it's your fucking turn. Oh man. The only thing now that I can think of was from Anchorman. I was like, <laughs> no, I can't think of what he said. Cause Matt like stared at me and my mind well, won't play. Right, While you I'll think of it, I'll remind no, everybody. I remember like the, um, what does he say? Like good night and good luck or something. I don't remember. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Thanks for having me, though. This was really fun. It's cool to be a part of <laughs> for an episode. No, thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. Especially because, like, yeah, Rachel Rachel ended up not being able to make it, so it definitely would have sucked a lot more if it was just me and Matt because we would have ended Happy up... Happy to help. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep it, keep the innuendos down a little bit, buddy. <laughs> uh, no. But you, no, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Savage Land podcast and twitter at savage land pod um we are back in action so call us at 413 savage four and didn't we get some did we get some i don't remember uh we got one very confused voicemail that i'm still not sure uh how to interpret um oh but but we'll play it we said we would we we will play it uh maybe on this episode (laughs) maybe on the next one we'll find out cool all right, Liz, just hit 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 it hit it out of the park, and we'll uh, send it off with some music. One last one, one last go, <laughs> one last go. Yeah, one more take. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
do it. We, here's, here's, here's what I've learned about Jason. <laughs> Jason's, Jason's the guy who shows up at the party and doesn't leave. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to say bye. Yeah. <laughs>